host Sean Lynn in the pub for a dram with friends where we talk about faith, family, food, and fun. Pull up a chair and I'll pour you a drink. Back in the pub for episode 89. We are blessed to have Dan Donaldson, the vice president of the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, join us in the pub. Sit back as we hear a man on a mission. Okay. So you remember how we do this? <laughs> and uh at least you're not driving this time. You open with prayer, right? We can open with prayer because we pray in the pub. Do you want to lead us? Sure. Okay. Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, be with us right now and, and join us in this conversation with uh, this, a dram with friends. And um, in all of our conversations, may we bring... Praise and glory and honor to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And may we be always guided by you, Holy Spirit, uh, to be men after God's own heart. And I just pray especially for Sean and Michelle and their family as they prepare to go on a much-deserved vacation and, and family reunion with one another just just uh, pray for their daughter and her family as they're flying here from Atlanta, uh, safe travels that they would get here um, and uh, grow from the experience. And same with all their kids and loved ones that they're going to gather with. Um, may it be a, just a blessed time together. And thank you for this blessed time with Sean and the rest of my new friends in Calgary. And we ask you these things in Jesus' holy name and ask for the intercession always of our Blessed Mother. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dan. That's uh, much appreciated. Uh, it, it was bringing up memories. So we're here in the pub. Dan Donaldson is not driving around on <laughs> it, in his vehicle trying to record one. So uh, he's up visiting from Denver. And I am so thankful you are here. But when you were opening in prayer, it brought me back to the the original God Squad guys. This was before we were the God Squad. We were, I was bringing in Steve Wood's stuff. He was doing his very first St. Joseph's Covenant Keepers event up in Edmonton. So I asked the other guys to come with me to help sell Steve's stuff. And then we ended up all going out for supper after, and we couldn't get a place in the restaurant, so we were in the, the bar next door. And so it's Jeff Caven, Steve Wood, myself, and the rest of the original God Squad members, and here we are praying in this pub together. <laughs> and uh, so you, you brought back some good memories uh, there. St. Uh, Paul wrote, pray without ceasing. <laughs> there you Why go. not? So, Dan, why are you in Calgary? And who is Dan Donaldson, for those that forget, from your last visit? Uh, I am a, I'm a beloved son of God, uh, number one. And um, 
I am Andrea Donaldson's husband of 31 years. We are very blessed with five kids, uh, ages ranging down from 30 down to 14 years old. So uh, they, I, I have the family of my dreams and live the life of my dreams and have the job of my dreams. I work for the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance and uh, my passion is to grow ministry to men all around the world and in special places like Calgary, Alberta, and throughout, actually, uh, to t- I, I'm excited about all that God Squad's done here, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to spread like wildfire across Canada, and it is. Amen to that, and that's the prayer, and you've got your glass of water, and I've got Kentucky Owl Confiscated Edition. This was a gift for my retirement from a good friend of ours. Your doppelganger. That's why I thought I'd better have this today. Dave, thank you. Uh, and uh, it's it's a very nice one. I've already had a taste. It, it will only come out for very special occasions, like when we have guys like Dan Donaldson in the, in the pub. So, so Dan, what got you into ministry to men? Why, when did God call you to this? Yeah, um, good question. So... I mean, if if you would have asked me, you know, 15 years ago if I'd been doing this, I, th- I would have thought you would be out of your, I just think you were out of your mind. Um, uh, but, uh, so I, I am a revert to the Catholic Church, came back to the Catholic Church in 2003 after being away for about a decade, and uh, thanks be to God for that, and uh, really was drawn back ultimately by the Eucharist and um, was part of a a Baptist church and fell in love with scripture while I was there. And um, my wife started to feel called back to the Catholic church and started to investigate things. And she would tell me, man, I think we're missing something here. We're missing the fullness of Christianity. And uh, and I was like, what did what are you talking about <laughs> in the fullness? It was just went right over my head and I didn't understand it. It just became a big issue between us. We started to butt heads about it and I started arguing. She dragged me to Father Richard. I'd drag her to Pastor Phil and I would argue with Father Richard and I had all the, the questions and objections and whatnot. But my, and, and they, they started to fall. Uh, I'm shortening the story a bit. Yeah. But the the last one was the the Eucharist, and if I could say if I why am I here why am I doing what I'm doing because of the Eucharist, that that last objection I I didn't understand you know how can you worship a piece of bread, um, and I was taught as a kid you know about the Eucharist but you know didn't really get it um, didn't believe clearly. Uh, and I thought, you know, as, as soon as I became ardent in my Christian faith, you know, I, I would think, you know, well, how could you worship a piece of bread? Either that's true, or it's the greatest lie in all in idolatry ever. It's ter- It's a, it's actually a terrible, a terrible, terrible, ter- ter- terrible thing. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, I actually came home one evening after work and uh, found our 10-year-old son. He was sitting in the front room on the living room couch, and he had the Bible in his lap, and he was crying. And I looked at him, and I said, Jacob, what, wh- why are you crying? And he said, well, because it says right here, Papa, that I don't have life in me. He was reading the sixth chapter of the John. Gospel of John, where Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And uh, that uh, it, it just hit me. And that made, must have blown you away. <laughs> a 10-year-old got it. A 32-year-old uh, sure didn't get it. So, um, But that that's that's what brought me home. I went back to Father Richard after, you know, after I argued with a few other people. I finally showed up in his office. He says, you're ready, aren't you? And I said, yes, Father, I'm ready. And he says, okay, let's go to confession. He put it on his stole. He walked me to the confessional. He heard my confession and welcomed me home to the Catholic Church. And that Sunday, my wife Andrea and I received the Eucharist for the first time in over a decade with just tear, just tear oh. bawling like babies. It was an amazing moment. But everything started there. Um, and... Uh, at that time, I was in, uh, professionally, I worked in the pharmaceutical industry in sales and sales leadership roles, and had a, I loved my career, loved what I did. It was uh, wonderful, um, but time, as time rolled along, I, in 2015, I learned that the pharma company that I was working for started doing human embryonic stem cell research, and uh, that kills people, that, that kills babies. And I knew that I could not participate in that as a primary revenue generator of the organization and uh, began a novena to St. Joseph the Worker. And uh, in the middle of that novena, Dr. Tim Gray of the Augustine Institute approached me and um, he asked me if uh, I'd be interested in coming aboard and helping them with a merger with Lighthouse Catholic Media and start this new platform called Formed. Wow. So um, I got to work for the Augusta Institute for five years and oversee the help, help to oversee the launch of Formed and oversee all their diocesan partnerships. And then I worked for Chris Stefanik for a couple of years um, and for With Real Life Catholic. And I think that's who I was with the last time I spoke to you. Yeah. Um, but then uh, a year ago, I started with the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. And, and um, sh- a few years after we came back to the Catholic Church, um, we were really excited about our faith. We wanted everything. We didn't, we, we didn't want to be cafeteria Catholics and pick and choose. But we were really excited about our faith. And, um, but I was still traveling a lot. My, my career was... You know, it was very busy and yeah. traveling all over North America. And um, a gentleman at my parish who was a friend of mine and I respected, and we actually coached little league baseball together. And it just, we, he said, you know, we're doing this uh, meeting, this gathering of men at, at the parish every, every Friday morning at 6 a.m. And, uh, you know, we're going through this thing called That Man Is You. Mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal program, you guys. 
uh, and I think there's several uh, parishes here in in, yeah. in Calgary that that are participating I've, in that program. I've led it for year, I started in 2011 leading that, so yep. it's been around for a while and it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, so this dude he actually invited me seven times <laughs> to go, and uh, I declined six times because not because I wasn't interested or I didn't care or I. Uh, just thought it was, uh, I, I, it was because I was busy. It was because I was traveling and I didn't feel like I could commit to a longer term program. But I, I finally went and uh, I saw men gathered together, really talking with one another mm-hmm. and sharing faith with one another, praying together and really being brothers. And I uh, just, what, it, I was enamored with it, and uh, ever since then, I've been involved in ministry to men. I helped get it, get uh, that many of you <coughs> started in two other parishes after that, and I've um, helped to co-lead a, a ministry to men at my parish since uh, about 2010, 2012, around there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome, and and it, it's so important, uh, and we're seeing the fruits, and you're up here just trying to help build that momentum here as well. Uh, so I'm now a coach, and you've upped my title to... You're nat- national director. National director of the Catholic <laughs> Men's Leadership <laughs> Alliance as well. For Canada, and for, <laughs> and for a very good reason, Sean. Uh, it's because you have a wealth of experience uh, 26 years helping to lead God Squad in the amazing conference here in Calgary, um, and, and and you've walked the walk, and and I just have met very few men that love their Catholic faith and and share their Catholic faith as openly and ardently as you do, and um, it's such a blessing to see as you share it. You share it with just such joy, and and people want to be around that. Well, and that's where, like, we were meeting with Curtis Martin last week, and he talked about these atheists wanting to hang around with the the focus guys because of the joy that they have. And they're coming to these seat conferences flying from Europe to be part of this because, and they're still atheists, but they just want to hang around with these people, and... And that's what people are so hungry for is that sense of belonging, that sense of, uh, I want what you have. Even because I remember this was a number of years ago where like, we're talking high level executive men that you would think are on top of the world were committing suicide and, and you, it, it just, it's in the world's eyes that's unfathomable like you're at the top of the food chain why what's going on and so the money and the wealth isn't what people are searching for is it no it's friendship yeah it's friendship it's it's relationship it's it's something more saint augustine said our hearts are restless until they rest in you O lord and uh, we, it's the old adage, we, we have a friend in Jesus, right? Yeah. 
a friend that knows everything about us. In fact, even our foibles and, and failings and, and our sins, he knows all of our warts. Uh, he knows everything actually terrible about us. But he loves us dearly and still wants that deep friendship with us. He knows our sins, but calls us by our name. Yeah. The devil knows our name, but he calls us by our sins. And he's actually pointing at us all the time. He's the accuser and the liar, the liar from the beginning. Okay, But you said earlier, so gosh, we can talk theology all day long. Okay, and people are not converted necessarily by you knowing everything, you know, yeah. like by a person knowing everything, you know, the, theology or catechetically, um, uh, you know, say catechetical 10 times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They're converted by joy. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. It's not, you know, I've come that they might have life and be really boring and, you know, bummed out all the time and walk around. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, it's why not have a, a live life to the full, have a dram with friends. Yes. Uh, and and uh, be joyful about it and uh, know that, you know, you and I together are together, but we're here with somebody else right now. Yes. Yes. We're here with somebody else right now, and that's the, the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen to that. And we're, we're excited where this is going, and, and, and it's not like we're perfect men, role models. We're, we're still finding our way. We've got, like you talked about family, and my whole family's coming for the first time in forever, so we're going to have... Quite the uh, the week because we've got eight kids, three are married. We have fourteen grandchildren coming, and uh, a couple grandmothers in there. For it's gonna be it's gonna be a hectic week, and that's where we know that there's gonna be some drama between niece or cousins, and because they haven't been together right for and their kids and so it, there's going to be some fun that, but we're looking forward to trying to be family and just enjoying it and and that, and that's what we forget sometimes we forget the joy of those around us and what amen. they bring amen and that's what we need men is we we need to have you know have those friendships and have those that that joy in sharing life with one another, yeah. uh, where we can share those ups and downs, we can share the goods and the bads, and and uh, you know the celebrations of life, uh, but but get to get to share that together. And I think you mentioned something. Uh, why you know you mentioned you know executives or you know people that have taken their own lives, and uh, why do they do that? You know, we think we, you know, we often think you know we think the grass is greener on the other side, uh, but why why do people do that? And why actually depression, mental mental illness is on the rise. Absolutely. And the reason why that is is I think that we're lonely. Yeah. We're we're there's a 
a, a loneliness and a, and a yearning and a desire for friendship and just hanging out together and being together and being knowing that we're known, heard, seen, and loved. Well, we, we hosted a lunch today where we had a bunch of guys in, it was a smaller one, like 19 of us, I think, in total. But just the the level of conversation and engagement, just being together, having lunch was was a very powerful thing, right? Yeah. Making connections. Yep. And, you know, and I said this during the lunch, and I, I, uh, you, you, if you hear me speak again, it's, uh, uh, I'll repeat this over and over, but uh, the Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25 says, Let us consider how to lift up one another to love and good works, not forsaking the gathering together as is the habit of some, but encouraging each other and all the more as we see the day drawing near. We're meant to be together and yeah. lefty. That's, it's fun. Well, it's, and, uh, and that's why food can be an integral component uh, as we do barbecue outreach, which last, unfortunately, I'm very popular when it comes to that. But uh, last night we had, we started the Alpha program at our parish, St. Peter's. Father, Father Jonathan's uh, part of the divine renovation. Uh, so he's trying to get our parish going. And here's the exciting thing is we, we were cooking foods, very much a component of the Alpha. But we have 19 people going through RCIA plus seven adult uh, confirmations. So... There's a there's a hunger and fathers saying there's people showing up out of the blue just I want to be Catholic with no church background whatsoever they're non faith so there's a hunger there big time um, and that's such a thrill to see and that's what I see here and um, at your parish in this in this area is is people actually enjoying one another and taking time for friendship. And if we just do more of that, um, it, we'll have 190 people going through RCIA. And and if we think about it, what did Jesus do? How did he behave uh, when you know he hung out with 12 dudes in in, in the wilderness for like three years, right? Uh, but but what did he do? Um, and how did he interact with people? It was around meals. Yeah. Had meals with people and enjoyed their company and spent time with them, and when the, we should probably follow that model. It's so a good model. On that note, uh, Dad Dish, I think you talked about doing a roast beef last time or a prime rib, I think. Uh, but what what's another Dad Dish that uh, your your family? Uh, enjoys when dad cooks well i i uh, love to smoke meats okay so i've got a great traeger uh, uh pellet grill it's just gl glorious so we had our best thanksgiving turkey last year okay. that was delicious smoked the turkey um we had uh prime prime rib smoked for christmas 
Yeah. Um, did we lose the feed? I hope not. Okay. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, the one one thing that I smoked for Easter was rack of lamb. That was the most delicious uh, <laughs> meal. So I love smoking meats, but that in smoked rack of lamb was absolutely that put it over the top incredible. Or? Yeah, okay. I thought, oh my gosh, this that's that sounds like a challenge. My wife gave me the Traeger for my birthday, and it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> there you go. So one of the segments that we do, and we've talked in the past, but. A lot of the young men, especially, are struggling in today's society, even what a man is. So what advice do you give your 18-year-old self? Find a mentor. Find a mentor. Don't try to do it by yourself. Uh, Find men that have gone before you and are living the life that you want to live. And listen to them. And um, so I've, I've been very blessed through the years, and that's something that, that I, I personally have tried to do and have been very blessed with some, some great mentors through time. But I think that that's, that's the first thing, and, and ideally, hopefully, that mentors your father. Um, and that's why we as fathers need to be good mentors for our sons. But also, we need to get around good men like you. Like, um, and in raising uh, our our families together, so that you know our kids aren't always gonna. Well, they're gonna rarely agree with us. <laughs> um, but if we get them around other men that we know and trust and love, and uh, we can entrust our children to, I was just on the phone with with a friend of mine, you know, for the last hour and working on another project together, but. He's the confirmation sponsor to my youngest son, and he's involved in in my boy's life in a really unique and special way. And um, if I could make a recommendation to my younger self is to trust men like that. Oh, that's awesome, and that is so important. Uh, and we were we met with uh, Curtis Martin there, and he was talking about making missionary disciples, and it's it's a easy read book. If, if you gentlemen, ladies want to get it. And I was definitely challenged in that conversation. And I'm going to have some discussions with the, the boys this week and weekend uh, to see maybe if we can't make that more of a priority to continue men- that mentoring as a father. Because, you know, you let them go on there. But it's important to keep the connection then absolutely what's the last uh commandment that jesus gave us the last love your neighbor as yourself (laughs) go make and make disciples disciples. yes so sean mentions uh, curtis martin curtis martin is the president and founder of the fellowship of catholic university students focus uh, it's a, an incredible organization that works on college campuses and really has been responsible for tens of thousands of young people 
uh, coming to deeper faith in Jesus and in, in, in his church. And incredible. I think now it's do- dozens of priests have uh, come out of uh, their work and they're, they're now celebrating their 25th a- year as as an apostolate. It's an incredible organization. And Curtis Martin is an incredible leader and he's a great author yeah. and speaker. And so the book is called Making Missionary Disciples. Um, it's a beautiful book, especially for men, because it's only 60 pages long. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke, but it is a great read. I've read it five or six times, maybe more. I've about highlighted the entire thing. Um, and uh, we are called to, to go and make disciples. All of us are called to be missionary disciples as a baptized Christian uh, that's what we are. We're, we're called to do that. And Curtis talks about three things that people, three ingredients that a person needs to have to be a missionary disciple. Number one is divine intimacy. Uh, a, a strong relationship, a growing relationship, a daily relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, spending time with, with him in prayer receiving the sacraments, uh, spending time in adoration, spending time in silence, deepening our divine intimacy with God, our best friend. Okay? The second ingredient is authentic friendship. Okay? And I, I, I've added something to that. Authentic friendship without an agenda. Okay? I want to be yeah. your friend, not because I want to get something from you or I want to convert you or I, you're a project to me. No, it's because I want to hang out with you and get to know you and I care about you. And so having true, authentic friendship with other people and deeply caring about them. And the third ingredient is uh, commitment and, and clar- commitment and clarity for spiritual multiplication. And that's based upon the second chapter of Timothy, chapter 2, verse 2, where St. Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, Go find faithful men that, that will teach other faithful men. Okay? And in this case, if you're a woman, go find faithful women that will yeah. touch, teach other faithful women. Where we're not just focused on just the, the person, you know, if we develop an authentic friendship with, with somebody and they want to grow deeper in faith, with, 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 uh, in, in their faith, certainly we can help. Uh, help them and walk them along and uh, help plug them in, but we should take a keen interest in who are they bringing along. Yes. Okay? Uh, that second level. And Andre Renier talks a lot, a lot about that um, with CCO. That's and right. he's a remarkable leader. Um, yeah. That dude, get by everything that he, he writes. He's, he knows what he's talking about and... Uh, he talks about that second generation multiplication and, and discipleship. So, but that book, Making Missionary Disciples, um, is I, it's a, a foundational book for I think all Christians. Well, and and as we're gonna <clears throat> have our grandkids and stuff here, Steve Wood talked about legacy, and he wrote a book called Legacy, and just that that you're here at this men's conference not just for you today but for your kids and grandkids and 
because you want to make that foundational difference in the legacy that you're leaving. So it's actually scriptural as well. Yeah. In another book, there's a, actually an evangelical author named Steve Farrar. He wrote a book called Point Man, and he wrote another book called Anchor Man. And we are, are uh, scripturally, biblically, it's a biblical principle that we're, we're called to be anchors to our family for three generations, okay? For a hundred years. We're going to be gone, yeah. uh, but we can impact our children and our children's children. Uh, that That's our responsibility to be anchors. Uh, and so that's I'm excited about you and your, your vacation here with your... Eight uh, kids and 16 grandkids? Well, number 15's on the way, we found out in, uh, this summer, so we're very blessed. And uh, actually, I think there's going to be some gender reveal cupcakes or something. <laughs> we never did this with our kids, but it's a, <laughs> it's a big thing now, apparently. <laughs> and, you t and what's interesting, so the pub's got a lot more pictures in it, but this big one here that you can see over my head is it's it's the plaque is called the Lynn legacy and uh, my dad was a police officer for 27 and a half years I just retired from 33 and a half years it's got our our shoulder crests and then our class pictures there and just the legacy that we we left at the police service but I'm more interested in the legacy that I leave here on earth with all those that we we touch and uh, and our final segment that we talk about is is your go-to saints your posse Jeff call Jeff Cavins calls it your posse so who are your who are your go-to saints and a, a number one is Mary yeah uh, there's nobody that was closer to Jesus than his mother and she carried him in her womb yeah. uh, for nine months so Ain't nobody closer to, to you than your mama. Yep. Um, so um, if we want to be close to Jesus, we, we should be close to his mama. And uh, that's been a, like rocket fuel for my faith. I did the consecration to Jesus through Mary in 2012, and it was a radical. Um, it just radically impacted my life. Uh, Father Gately wrote a book called 33 Days to Morning Glory. That's a great guide. And St. Louis de Montfort uh, wrote a book called True, True Devotion. That's a, another great guide for doing the consecration. I actually did the consecration with both those books at the same time. And oh, wow. It was a little intense, but no um, doubt. yeah, it was uh, awesome. And, uh, and secondly, St. Joseph, for sure. Uh, he's actually my confirmation saint, and okay. uh, he's been with me throughout my life. And I mentioned to you uh, when I learned that my career in the pharmaceutical industry was had to end, I uh, began a novena to him. So, you know, go to Joseph, uh, uh, and uh, he's uh, a great protector and, and spiritual father. So those for sure. But there's there's many, many more. I love Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati. Um, you know, he yeah. talks about uh, you go to the top, uh, to the top. And uh, I love, he was a guy, a man, a young man that lived a life of abundant of fullness uh, and a lot of joy and had fun with his friends. He smoked cigars. He played pool. He, 
uh, he would, I don't know if you know the story about him, he played pool with his friends, and um, if uh, they would beat him, he'd pay them money. If he would beat them, they would have to go to adoration with him. Uh, so he's funny, he's a mountain climber, and uh, just uh, an incredible young man, but also a great man of service. He served the poor. Um, just an incredible saint, but it just goes on, on and on and on. Um, Blessed Carlo, yeah. uh, Cutis, uh, he's one definitely uh, now for our day and age, um, a young man with a deep, Apparently deep devotion they, to the Eucharist. They had him at World Youth Day, and yeah. they had lineups, and CCO was there as the as they were coming out, just so that they could help the kids and. I could go on and on, and that's something that I love about being Catholic is that uh, we we have this great cloud of witnesses. That we have the saints to to lean on, and I absolutely I have always commented it's just so fun to be Catholic because we we party all the time. We have <laughs> well, feast that's, days. That's, we have feasts. We have feasts right, all the time. We get to celebrate all these saints. So those are a few. That I love, but we we actually as a family we adopt a we actually uh, have a, a saint of the year every year we have. Oh wow! Um, so we uh, ad- adopt a saint every single year, and it, it switches from year to year. This year, Saint That's Therese of Lisieux. That's a neat. It's my wife. Came my oh. wife is a genius. She's a, a, <laughs> a holy woman and incredible mom and and wife, but. Um, we uh, switch things up every year, let the kids help us choose who our saint's going to be for the year. And um, it's just a beautiful way to, you know, have somebody in heaven that we're relying on to help that's, get that's us. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I might uh, have to use that as a, another tool to share with with others. So that's take awesome. Take the idea. Run with it yourselves, please. And yes, we're... We're here, we're going to go to the Knights of Columbus Men's Night Out right after we're finished recording here, so we're we're here for another party, and then, uh, but uh, how how can people find Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance sure. and Heroic Men and other... Yeah, so the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, just so you all know, we exist to ignite, empower, and equip ministry to men all over the world. Uh, our motto is super simple, strengthen the man, strengthen the family, strengthen the family, strengthen the church, strengthen the church, transform the culture. We do three things. We put on inspiring events, we produce engaging resources, and the third thing we do is provide leadership coaching. Uh, you can learn more about us at catholicmenleaders.org. Again, that's catholicmenleaders.org. But I want to encourage you, go to heroicmen.com. That is our free platform for men, chock full of thousands, literally thousands of videos, talks, ebooks, and the like, to help men grow in their faith. But it's actually also a brotherhood building platform. It's for men to use with other men to grow in faith together. So go to heroicmen.com. It's totally free. Everything we do is free, uh, but go to thanks to the generosity of our donors. Thanks to all of you out there that support us and support God Squad Canada. 
uh, uh, sister organization or brother organization. Brother, yeah, I think it's the proper per- <laughs> Okay, <laughs> thanks for the correction, brother. Uh, but go to heroicmen.com, sign up there for free, and then download the app on your phone. It's a free app for iOS, for Apple, or for Android, for, for other phones. So uh, check us out. Again, catholicmenleaders.org and then heroicmen.com. And if you want to reach out to us, if we can help you in any way to, if you're feeling called to become a leader of ministry to men, email us at info at catholicmenleaders.org. Info at catholicmenleaders.org. We will help you. Uh, get a, a men's group started at your parish and uh, get a conference starting your diocese, help you grow a region of your country or you know, help you grow ministry to men throughout your country. We've done it in all facets and uh, we're just blessed to have people like Sean Lynn, the National Director <laughs> of the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance of Canada, um, to help us uh, do this and fulfill this Chief mission. Chief Cook and Bottle Washer as well for God Squad Canada. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And I don't know if you remember from our last dram, but uh, the term whiskey comes from a Gaelic term called Ishkabaha, which means water of life. And hmm. I continue to pray that you lead many souls to the true water of life. Amen, brother. Thank you, Dan. God bless you, Sean. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of A Dram with Friends. Like and subscribe. Go to all podcast platforms to look for it on podcast or go to godsquad.ca to support our mission.